Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset Podcast. This is Q&A Podcast 15. We've got uh, six, six great questions today. But first of all, some of you may be wondering, hey, Jonathan, I follow you on YouTube and you haven't published a video in a while. What the heck is going on? Well, guys, you should know by now that you gotta follow me somewhere else other than YouTube, namely Minds.com, which is a free speech social networking website. There's there's some certain there's some uh, some content, some really big ideas that I've been working on developing into web content, but I'm not sure if they're gonna fly. On YouTube so I have refrained from publishing them on YouTube I've got I've got some ideas that are that are challenging subversive edgy and I just am not gonna take the chance of publishing those on my YouTube channel so I'll encourage you to go and check out some of my recent articles on minds.com backslash J Roseland and you'll find some interesting material from you from me before I get into these questions, I want to talk a little bit about an odd telephone call that I had last night. I had an old... Eric? Yeah, Eric. I had an old friend of mine, uh, a, a guy I was pretty close to about 10 years ago, call me just out of the blue. You know, that's one of the funny things about about the way Facebook works is it allows you to be connected, reconnected digitally uh, with somebody that was from a little bit of a different life that you lived 10 years ago because it's been around. And so I, I reconnected with one of my old buddies and he was telling me what was going on in his life. And it became pretty clear about 20 minutes into the conversation that he was on the verge of making some really stupid decisions. You know how sometimes people make just uh, make these really bad decisions in life, especially it, it seems like in the domain of passion and love and romance, it seems that the, the bad decisions that you make in that domain of life really can follow you around for years and years and decades, whereas bad decisions that you might make in some other area of life, they, they can usually be resolved a whole lot sooner. And so I was I I think my buddy he he did this kind of thing that guys do. If if you're if you're a guy, even if you're not a guy, I'm sure I'm sure you've observed this, where uh, uh, a guy will call another guy and start bragging right away. The 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 uh, braggadocious talk comes out right away, but then it 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 becomes clear that the person reached out that the guy reached out because he just needed someone to listen a little bit and a lot of people unfortunately a lot of people in this world they they don't have anyone that really cares about them enough to 
call them out on their bad decisions. They, sure, they may have friends and family members, and they may even have people in their lives that say that they love them, but the people around them don't really quite care enough to be like, hey man, this is a terrible decision. This, this thing, this thing that you're about to do, that you're about to spend a bunch of money on, or that you're about to get really, really invested into, you're, you're not thinking very clearly about this. Your, your hopes and your aspirations for some type of endeavor or romance are intoxicated by all of these, uh, biases and longings and, uh, perhaps uh, codependency that you might have, and I think I think I managed to uh, I think I managed to uh, imbue my buddy with a bit of honesty about making some making some bad decisions that I just don't think he has anyone else in his life that's being that honest with him, and I I try I tried my best to do it in a uh, in a in a gentle kind way that wasn't you know that wasn't abusive but was firm and i kind of like to offer that to you i have this program that i call skin in the game and this is kind of like a really lean really uh optimized life coaching type of program where i do two telephone calls with my life coaching clients Again, it's it's really lean. So this is this is not quite a thing where we're like on the phone or on Skype with each other for hours and hours every week or even for hours and hours every month. What it is is it's two telephone calls. The first telephone call is 60 minutes and then the second telephone call is 45 minutes. And in the first telephone call we kind of identify like a goal or a challenge that you may have. Could be a biohacking challenge, could be just like a could be just a life thing like you have a a difficulty in following through on entrepreneurial projects and you will get a good idea for an entrepreneurial project and work on it for like 2 weeks but then after about a month or maybe 2 months you just have lost focus on it that sort of thing is extremely common so you shouldn't beat yourself up if if that's you. But what I do is I do this skin in the game program where we do an initial phone call where we outline your challenges. And what we do is in that phone call, we actually put together a flow chart, like a, uh, it's what I call it a mindmeister chart, a flow chart of like, what is your action plan and strategy going forward? And what are the habits, the day-to-day week-to-week type habits that are going to get you there and then I do some and then I do some monitoring of you and then we touch base again in about 60 days maybe 90 days uh, and and you have accountability to me towards your goal and and uh, there's there's a lot of people out there that um, perhaps you're like me perhaps you're uh, a guy, you're likely a guy if you're listening to this, just based upon my my analytics. Perhaps you're a gal though, but you're likely a guy who's kind of like a person that everyone knows that you are the captain of your own ship. 
you're kind of like the person in charge of the direction that you're going in life. And people respect you. People respect you, the decisions that you make. But there's kind of a, a downside to being this type of person. And that's that because you're your own man or, or your own woman, because you're your own person going your own direction in life, people are really reluctant to be like, hey man, maybe you're making a little bit of a bad decision here, you know? Uh, maybe you're being a little bit rash. Maybe you're kind of letting your own passions drag you in a, in a direction that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. People are, people are a little bit less likely to scrutinize you if you're that type of personality. And you can't, especially if you're that kind of personality, you can't really expect for like your, your spouse, your partner, your close friends and family, you can't really expect for those kind of people to, uh, to challenge you because it's going to introduce like a level of, of tension and stress into the relationship. And the people that are close to you, especially the people that perhaps you're under the same roof with them, you're sitting around the same table with them, eating meals several times a day, it's really kind of unfair to put like a burden of accountability on their shoulders because they are, you know, they're people that their life uh, fits into your life in a different way. And especially if you're that kind of personality, if you're like the captain of the ship type of personality, it's a really good idea. It's a really smart idea to hire coaches that will that will scrutinize your ideas, your projects, your your plans a bit. This is this is a, a habit of of highly effective, highly productive people. And I'd like to offer that as a service to you. I have a form on my website. It's actually a really awesome form. Like I would I would go as far as saying that this form itself, just filling out this form will make you think critically about your own weaknesses in life in such a way that you're able to plan and structure your life and the things that you're going after to account for the 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 anchors in your past that hold you back from from what you could be. So I hope that you'll check that out. You can find a link to that on the on the podcast uh, on the podcast blog article that's going to be linked below wherever you are listening to this. And then just one final thing, I have to give a disclaimer. I'm sorry. I know that disclaimers are kind of lame. What you find in this podcast and on my website is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor. I'm just an experienced, unlicensed self-experimenter practicing free speech in talking about my own extensive experiences and my interpretations of published science. And I'm going to recommend, especially if you're new to this biohacking stuff, that you check out my guide on how to biohack smart and safe. It's a really detailed, uh, exhaustive guide on how to do risk mitigation in your biohacking, which is something that we should all think about. And you should really consult a doctor about any biohacking you're doing and ideally also get a, get a second opinion. Sorry about that preamble. 
I wanted to start with a question that we got from Stefan. He emailed me. He said, I'm currently studying for a licensing exam and I'm finding that my memory is failing me. There's so much content, it's crazy. Anyhow, I was thinking of starting some Bacopa. I watched your video about it online. I was also thinking about Vinpocetine or Rhodiola. I can't decipher which product is the best. There's so much out there that I don't know what to do. What do you recommend specifically for memory when trying to assimilate a lot of scientific material? Okay, good question. So you're asking about long-term memory to get even more specific. And Bacopa, Bacopa can be good for long-term memory. It, it is something that has a neuroplasticity effect but it takes a while to kick in. The studies that are done on Bacopa indicate that you need to be taking it for something like eight weeks and maybe even longer. You may even need to take Bacopa for like months or for like half a year for it to really have a notable, helpful effect on your memory. So Bacopa is, I, I've used Bacopa some myself and I've stopped using it because I found that it just was not, it, it just did not have that strong of an experiential noticeable benefit in, in my case. And I think it's, I, I think it's maybe a good idea as a, as a treatment option if you're dealing with some of the conditions that it has, that it is, uh, demonstrated as efficacious for in the scientific studies, but I would not reach for Bacopa as a study drug. Rhodiola is a bit of a better option. Rhodiola does have some positive effects on the memory, it has positive effects on your mood, and there was a study where they were giving Rhodiola actually to students that were learning to speak Russian. Which is, which is kind of interesting, right? Uh, and they found in this study that the rhodiola, that dosing rhodiola improved the student's capacity to speak Russian. And if, you ever, if you've ever tried to learn Russian, it's a pretty challenging language, especially if you're like a native English speaker or a native, I suppose a native speaker of anything other than Russian. It's a pretty challenging language language so that's kind of that's kind of a good sign so i would say stick with the rhodiola make sure that you're getting really good rhodiola make sure that you're getting the organic stuff the stuff that actually that actually works here let's see okay i just pulled up the study about okay a double blind randomized and placebo controlled russian study of students indicated that it's a worthwhile drug 20 days of rhodiola supplementation actually improved the exam scores. From the abstract, the overall conclusion is that the study drug gave significant results compared to the placebo group, but that the dose level probably was suboptimal. And then let me pull up this study once more, and I can tell you... <clears throat> Bummer, it doesn't mention here what was the dosage of rhodiola that they were taking that did that did help, but I would suspect it's within the range of healthy adult rhodiola dosage, which is gonna be 300 to 500 milligrams 
daily. So you're going to want to get your rhodiola from, from a pure organic source. Somebody like uh, Lost Empire Herbs in the United States or uh, Focus Supplements in the UK has good, has good rhodiola. You'd want to check out either of those. And then for your long-term memory, I got to tell you, so I have been researching this subject of smart drugs and hacking memory for about six, seven years now. And I keep hearing something consistently in the anecdotal reports. I hear this consistently across like hundreds of anecdotal reports, which is that Puracetam, which is the godfather of racetam. I keep hearing that that is the best nootropic for long-term memory. And I, I've experienced this myself. What you need to do is you need to take paracetam for about 10 to 14 days consistently, and you'll have this cool effect of your long-term memory kind of opening up to you so that your memories, so that accessing semantic information from your past is a bit more like doing a Google search than it is searching for a book in the library. So I would direct your attention to those things. And then also you say, what else would you recommend for for long-term memory? And I'm thinking about this book that I read not that long ago called The Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains. And this was a book where they were uh, exploring the very disturbing trend and evidence of how chronic technology usage and internet usage has a really detrimental effect on the on almost every capacity of the mind, particularly so the long-term memory. Because what happens, you have your short-term memory, of course, like you're going to sit down and study a book tonight, study some material tonight, and then you're going to go to sleep. And the way it should work is that that short-term memory gets processed into long-term memory while you're asleep. I'm sure you've heard of this before. But the big problem to be aware of is that if your, if your working memory is retarded to use the uh, to use a, a strictly accurate use a strictly accurate sense of that word if your working memory is retarded by excessive attention switching and multitasking which is exactly what's happening when you're using the computer and you're switching between a bunch of different things and watching three different YouTube videos at the same time and text messaging a friend and messaging another friend on Facebook or whatever that all of that activity that we that we spend so much of our day doing on the internet has a really bad effect on our conscious mind and it actually prevents information from being effectively translated into the long-term memory. And that's why I prescribed a number of places the working memory rehab program, which is doing some meditation every day, doing things like uh, reading a book, and then doing like some brain training activities, and if possible, also doing some writing while you're listening to music, like algorithmic music, or 
music that is uh, perhaps like classical music or jazz type of music, that kind of music that's like really conducive to a focused flow state. And that will allow for your working memory to effectively hand off all those facts and data and information that you're absorbing into your into your long-term memory. And I mention this because I assume that you're a college student and I I know how crazy and hectic and technology-filled college life is. And so if you can spend a little bit of time every day, if you can spend in between 20 to 30 minutes every day doing a, a mindfulness practice, doing some meditation, brain training, something like that, that really will pay off in your, in your long-term memory. Okay, Chris said, thanks man. You're smart because you know hormones and feelings and uh, make you, there's some, some grammar correction needed. He said, okay, what's your opinion on the best way besides these supplements that you can attain more energy and focus? He said he already does the NoFab and the keto diet thing. And do you know something that helps cure depression? Okay, energy and focus. I'll give you a couple things that work for that. First of all, if possible, avoid sitting down. I've noticed if I have an office, an office or study setup where I can stand most of the time, where I can get like a standing desk setup going on, I've noticed that I am able to just keep a whole lot higher energy levels throughout the day. It it really is uh, it really is an improvement. For focus, okay, I'm going to suggest that you implement a mindfulness break about about two-thirds of the way through the day. Because what will typically happen, I'm sure you've experienced this, you wake up in the morning, you're feeling fresh, you're excited, it's a new day, you do some nootropics or you do some good supplements in the morning that kind of have you pepped up and you're like real focused. And then uh, lunchtime goes by, you have a nice lunch, you're feeling good, and then you get into this kind of like lethargic mid-afternoon period, and you can just kind of sense your focus and your energy levels kind of bottoming out. And it can be uh, frustrating. Maybe you'll think, oh, I need to do more nootropics in the middle of the afternoon and what actually can work what can often work just as good as nootropics and even better is to lay down and do some brain training or some meditation for in between like 10 to 20 minutes you don't need to do a whole lot more doing a whole lot less seems to not be quite as effective but if you do about 10 to 20 minutes of mindfulness or meditation in the in the middle of the afternoon. So I'm thinking around like three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, that sort of time of day. And you'll find you'll you'll wake up and it's not it's not tremendously energizing, but you'll find that your brain is just kind of scrambled by the amount of things that you have to think about. And that laying down to do some mindfulness can really get you back focused on what you're doing. And then I'll also mention here nicotine. I like use I, I like nicotine 
pharmaceutical grade supplemental nicotine, not, not cigarettes, obviously. I recommend uh, nicotine in the late afternoon or the evening because it's a really powerful promoter of focus and it doesn't disrupt your sleep. It only has about a 90 minute half-life. So it gives you about 90 minutes of real hardcore focus and then you'll be in a pretty, a pretty normal mood. You'll return to baseline. Next, let's move on to Michael Spencer. And this guy commented on my Fenibute video and he said, was it necessary to include vivid imagery of someone mixing up a shot of dope? I'm pretty into Fenibute. I haven't touched heroin in a long time, but that imagery made my mind go places where it hasn't been in a long time. Just genuine constructive criticism. Sorry about that, Michael. For the for those of you who might not have seen this in my video for Fenibute, I I did include some some stock footage that I found of someone shooting up uh, heroin, which is something that uh, that Fenibute can be can be. Uh, what was it? There was a study that found that uh, Fenibute I think was helpful to people that were trying to get off of heroin. So I didn't, I didn't think about that at that time when I made that video. I haven't made any other videos where I included imagery of people using heroin because I know that that can kind of trigger that serotonin pathway or the, that neurotransmitter pathway where you start thinking and fantasizing again about uh, a drug that you may have once had uh, a just totally out of control relationship with. So I'm sorry about that. However, you're, you're gonna come across that kind of imagery on the internet and in life in general. Like that's just an inevitability of, of, uh, being a person who's, who's not like Amish, of being a person that's interacting with this insane amount of, uh, technology that we have with the endless stream of digital windows of information and content and messages and advertising that are being pumped into our consciousness all day long, right? You're, you're gonna, you're gonna run into this again. So I would encourage you to look at the articles that I've done on discipline. Like look at my series on life hacking discipline. I believe in there I've got like 23, 24 different life hacks for discipline. And I would encourage you to implement as many of those as possible so that you can stay a quitter so that you don't have a relapse episode because there is certainly going to be temptation in life. And I'm also not so sure about Fenibute. Uh, Fenibute, I would encourage you to minimize your usage of Fenibute because Fenibute can be addictive itself. Uh, it can be quite addictive for some people. You can have negative withdrawals from Fenibute. What if you're ever in a situation, man, where you're not able to get your hands on Fenibute, where uh, they're not able to ship Fenibute to you, and then in a moment of weakness, someone offers something to you that's really bad. You might you might relapse, right? So I, I would encourage you to try to get off of Fenibute. There's plenty of other anti-anxiety, you know, pro-social, uh, verbal intelligence promoting 
nootropics that are out there that you can that you can make the switch to. I'll link to uh, a spreadsheet where I have where I have several of those, so you can take a look at them and maybe maybe consider some other options. Next question came from a guy named Murat. He said, "Thanks for these posts. I'm having some trouble to find a reliable source for modafinil or oxyracetam in Europe. Could you advise some source that can dispatch some of this in Europe?" So for modafinil, I'd recommend that you go to rupharma.com, like rupharma.com. And these guys are based out of Moscow, but they are very competent shipping modafinil all over Europe. Their prices, their prices are pretty competitive. So I, I would recommend that. And then for oxyracetam, in Europe, you're going to want to check out IntelliMeds for that. These guys are based in Spain, and they have pharma they, they sell uh, pharmaceutical grade oxyracetam. Yep, I just double checked. IntelliMeds has oxyracetam capsules and powder in stock, and I would encourage you to actually try both of those because there's quite a savings when you get powdered nootropics because there's there's a uh, marginal cost to putting the powder into capsules. But some people really prefer the accuracy of dosing that comes with the capsules and they also just prefer that convenience and the taste with the powder is is pretty bad. You're not going to enjoy the taste of oxyracetam. So for for a lot of people, it makes sense. The oxyracetam powder is 13 euros. Boy, that's a good price. And the capsules, 650 milligram capsules, are 21 euros. So check them out in telemeds. I will include a link next. I heard from my friend Aldo Verez and. He said, haven't seen a good video on the responsible use of vasopressin. If such a thing exists, what are your thoughts? And maybe thoughts on IAS pitch of vasopressin as a potential memory enhancer. Okay, I'm sorry to say that the only thing I know about vasopressin is what I've heard from Tim Ferriss about it and his usage of it. And he was describing using it as a spray and using it as a spray like 15 to 20 minutes before he had to memorize information and that it was and that it was effective for that. I have actually not used vasopressin. And now that you mention it, I will go and put it on my list of things to try to find a supplier of that can ship it out to me and then I can I can try it. I can do a proper uh, you know, human trial of, I suppose, one biohacker myself, and I can give some feedback. My general thoughts on this issue, though, are, so you're looking for something as a long-term memory enhancer, and so I would kind of recommend, first of all, that you do the things that I recommended to the first guy to optimize long-term memory, which is Things like the racetams. It seems that paracetam is probably going to be the most consistently performing smart drug for long-term memory. And then you're going to want to also 
make sure that your that your mind is not just a cauldron of multitasking and attention switching, which is certainly the tendency with our hybrid digital uh, existence that we carry on, right? With our with our our laptops and our tablets and our smartphones and the myriad devices on all of them that has this really detrimental effect on our working memory and in turn our our long-term memory and i would i would try to optimize those long-term memory things first before you moved on to a real uh, experimental drug chemical like like vasopressin aldo also asked me he had a comment that he dropped me about a month ago and he said an old school method that served me well in organizing thought and pushing myself into areas of mild discomfort but incremental improvement is a study journal i had one since the age of 18 slowly evolved to incorporate mind map note taking technique and timed mind dump essay writing with timed revision later on. What's your take on ideas uh, for a study where you're journaling, mind mapping in sharpening ones, working memory? Yeah, that's a cool idea. This is something I have experienced with. I think I started journaling, wow, like really when I was quite young, around age maybe 12 or 13. And what and I did enjoy journaling. Uh, journaling can be helpful to, you know, uh, to, to think your way through things that are that are deep, that are meaningful, to get down to the bottom of your own idiosyncrasies and your own uh, your own possible biases that that may stand in your way. Journaling journaling can be great. One of the problems I have with journaling, though, is that I find that it can be it can be time consuming where you're uh, it, it can be easy to just kind of go down uh, a wormhole of your own of your own thoughts on things and uh, and and go into a wormhole in your in your own past and that that can be good sometimes but I've heard from a lot of people that journaling is most effective when you do it with some type of frequency. And so I will do, um, I will recommend doing journaling, doing a more of a format, doing more of a specific format, as opposed to doing freelance journaling, where you're kind of just going into topics. Like there is, uh, I would say, per okay, here's a personal habit of mine is, Usually on, say, New Year's Day. In fact, I've done this a couple of New Year's Days in a row. I've done this the last couple of New Year's Days in a row. Is on New Year's Day, I'll take a couple of hours and I'll go somewhere very quiet and secluded and I'll just journal. I'll just get pen and pad and... Uh, maybe a little bit of music 
and I'll just sit down and, and do some journaling and try to get some deep thoughts on things, think about what happened in the previous year, think about what I want to happen in the upcoming year. It's a little bit different than spelling out New Year's resolutions because I try to really kind of get into like the meta of what are the what are the meta things? What are the the forces that are acting upon me this past year that are a little bit different than they may have been in the past or may have been kind of what my uh, biases are in regards to something. So I'll do I'll do the what I call January 1st journaling and then it can be a good idea to do journaling to, to do journaling on a daily basis. In fact, there's a ton of people that recommend doing a little bit of journaling in the morning and people that recommend doing journaling at night right before you go to bed. This seems to be a common productivity habit amongst a lot of people. In Tools of Titans, he described he described his journaling uh, method and it was really to the point. It really did not go very deep. And so I would suggest uh, I would suggest even something like getting a like a 2 minute journal because hey you've always got two minutes that you can spend in the beginning of the day or at the very end of the night to do a little bit of writing about uh, how your day went how things are going on and if you set a timer and you can find uh, a timer for your smartphone that'll be two minutes that's gonna that's gonna time box you into you know just getting out some real brief thoughts and then moving on into the uh, the world of sleep or moving on to, into into getting your day on. Those are some of my thoughts on on journaling. I, I look forward to your feedback on it. Uh, you, you've been doing it for a while and it sounds like it's been effective for you. So perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps you could even like create a, a video blog yourself about your experiences with journaling, uh, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked so great and and Put up a video blog or put out an article and all. I'd love to share it because there's probably things you've tried that I have not. And then final question. We heard from a guy named Transporter Tech. And he was responding to the video that I did talking about Minds.com. And he said, that's interesting. A social media platform for smart people. That's what That's what I called it. He said, hmm, I'd love to participate in this exciting new opportunity because I doubt that I possess a sufficient level of intelligence needed to avail myself of this endeavor. Sadly, my primitive intellect would be inadequate to allow me to join a community built around people who are knowledgeable and sapient. Perhaps one day with enough biohacking, I can elevate my cognitive abilities and take my rightful place in the minds.com social network. Only one can hope. That's fine. So he's being a little bit facetious. I, I do hope that you join us over on minds.com. If you haven't already, send, send me a message on minds.com because I, uh, I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed you yet there, man. Hit me up. Let me know. Let me know what you're about. Let me know how you intend to flex your muscles of free speech over there on minds.com because free speech is important and it seems to be something that's being that's being challenged and is being mm, asphyxiated 
in the mainstream on the internet, unfortunately. Anyways, those were the questions that I got today, and I look forward to uh, answering more interesting, witty questions like these. Again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I look forward to continued conversation with you.